Okay, well, I'm, I promise not to make fun of you too much for your wrong opinion. Okay. But I am very curious <laughs> to hear what you like about the movie because I, I've honestly blocked most of it out, so I actually don't really remember mm. it. But just, please tell me. I don't know. It's just really fun and, and light. And I don't know. I really like them together, to be honest. <laughs> It's just cute, and it's a it's a cool. I like the take on it. It's not just like they did Bewitched; they did it based off of the TV show. And I thought that was really cute and clever. And she's like, "There's someone out there like me," and <laughs> I don't know. I just love it. I it's been and so her, long. Kristen Chenoweth is her neighbor, and she's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I love it. I don't remember anything about the movie. I watched it. That I can was, accept all of that. I also, I've told you about the great time in, in college when I watched mm. every single movie I could possibly get my hands on. And there were a lot of ones that I watched that I was like, this is terrible. And then there was ones that I was like, this is fantastic. And I still talk about them today. And then there's a huge section of them that I only vaguely remember that I did watch them, but nothing else. And that, that one fits into that category. Was that also, I watched it. I don't remember anything about watching it. Was yeah. that also when I got you to watch all of Lex? Yeah, I watched all of Lex during that time. That was also... <laughs> if we want to make fun of me for liking something bad. <laughs> make fun of you for you liking make Lex. make fun of me for liking Lex so Lex much. Lex is fantastic, okay? <laughs> it's really... That goes into the category of things that I watched during that time that I referenced today. <laughs> I loved that one. I love that show too, but I would... I, I really have a hard time saying that it's good remember <laughs> remember when he kicks the kid's head off in the one episode yes what? What it's a, ro- he's it's on a, a robot planet. but like it's, it's a, a robot it's a robot being played fun of him and he just looks at him and then he just roundhouse gets he kicks the kid's head off <laughs> Aaron, it's a robot being played by a human child actor what <laughs> it's on a tv planet and he's in a tv show he <laughs> TV show that's like a kids show and it's got all these robot children that are watching and laughing at him and he's like doing stupid things and they're like ha ah, ah, and then he does something and one of the kids just keeps laughing and he just like looks straight at it and just <laughs> kicks his head off <laughs> you know what I take it back Lex is quality entertainment <laughs> magnificent it's really good it's, it's One of my very... costume teachers used a picture of Zev in, as a, a reference. I have many costuming. pictures. I have many, many pictures of Zev. I was Zev the only one who knew what it was, For too. perfectly normal <laughs> reasons. <laughs> you have tons of pictures of Zev for perfectly normal reasons? <laughs> well, I have pictures of Zev for not normal reasons. <laughs> At least Jensen admits it. Yes. <laughs> I will admit uh, my strangeness. Uh, <laughs> We were talking about PS5 for a second there. Oh my gosh. How did we get off of the subject of PS5? It's literally all I've thought about for a whole week. I Somehow Kristen Chen... Oh yeah, that's right. Because we were talking about musicals first. Mm. Oh yeah. We were talking about Kristen Chenoweth first. Karaoke first. Karaoke and first. Kristen and then Kristen Chenoweth. And, Chris, and then somehow PS5. PS5 is really the outlier here. <laughs> like, this, like, I know this is supposed to be a video game po- podcast, but like, honestly, video games did not fit into that conversation very well. But we did end up briefly talking about them anyway. Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we start the video game podcast? <laughs> I guess. All right. If you're into that. We'll start with Aaron, because Aaron... I'm sorry. 
Aaron does not have a PlayStation 5. Aaron does not have a PlayStation 5. Everybody shed a tear for Aaron. She still has her lovely um, other game consoles, though. <laughs> but I don't know. Don't even name them. I'm not even going to name them. But here's, well, because I, I was going to look at the outline and I was going to see what games she listed down that she's playing recently so that I could say what consoles she's playing them on because then I know, like, what but game she didn't and what fill console. It out. Oh. But it's just two crying face emojis. <laughs> so, I, so what are you playing, Erin? Oh, sorry. I must have forgotten to fill that in. I think I was just going through it briefly and I saw our PS5s and I was just like, tears. I am playing Vampire again because <laughs> I decided I want to platinum it for some reason. I don't know why. I don't know when I became a trophy hunter. <laughs> you became a trophy hunter when I wouldn't stop talking about trophies. That's what I firmly believe. I think we all became trophy hunters. I became a trophy hunter and, and wouldn't shut up about that. And I firmly <laughs> and I firmly believe that the reason you decided to platinum vampire, uh, since you don't remember your reasons, I think I can uh, divine them from the past. You decided to do this because you loved the game and you were enjoying it, mm -hmm. but you have forgotten that mm -hmm. because how difficult is doing the no kill playthrough? <sighs> so hard. <laughs> I'm sorry. You just want to murder all the people, don't you? I do. <laughs> Especially the ones who I know are bad people. I'm like, oh, if I... Oh, sorry. I just smacked my microphone. <laughs> if I wasn't going for that trophy, you would be a dead man. <laughs> like Cadogan Bates? Yes. He's and the serial douche. killer guy. And yeah. Just all of those. I, yeah. It, honestly, it is because I, I love the game so much can't even really tell you why like it's just got that kind of a feel to it where it's like i just want to play you mm -hmm. and it's, it's got its claws in you yeah it does yeah. and be an awesome vampire yeah <laughs> it's got its fangs in you oh, oh. <laughs> elsa looks at me seductively mm -hmm. across the room <laughs> all proud of her joke i was going for crazed <laughs> Glad to know that my crazed look apparently reads as seductive. <laughs> so it explains some things well, in my also, personal life. Your happy look often reads it reads as angry. So yeah, are you really surprised? I, I get that a lot, actually. Yeah, they're like, "You look furious," and I'm like, "I'm really excited. I'm really happy. Right? I'm like happy." Well, that yeah, that's what I've been playing. It's yeah, honestly, when people are like, oh, you need to consume people's blood to get lots of XP, and I'm like, well, it can't be that big of a difference. It's a huge, because the levels in all of the skill trees, like the required amount of XP just jumps from like 600 to 1,000 to 3,000 randomly, and it's just all over the place. <laughs> and you get hardly XP from doing other stuff. Mm. So you really do need to suck some blood. So Aaron. it's baffling that I'm doing this because it's stupidly hard. Let me just tell you, when I played it and did my no-kill rung, I was afraid to sleep because I was afraid that if I slept too much, people would die of their illnesses. I found out they don't. They never die of their yeah. illnesses. It's really <laughs> stupid. But um, so I didn't level up hardly at all. Oh, my God. Also. How did you do it? Oh, no. <laughs> I've been leveling up every chance I get. Like literally, I'm like looking back and I'm like, how in the world did I do that? Because I played it before they had like the easy difficulty in there. So you, I was just like, I, 
I think I remember a little bit. Yeah. How did I do it? You poured way more hours into that game <laughs> than it deserved, <laughs> than it should have required. Yeah. And but you didn't really have anything else going on at the moment because it was right after you had moved in with me. Um, You'd graduated oh. from your program. You had your degree. You didn't have a job yet. You had nothing to do for a couple of months. So you just came and moved in with me, and I was at work all day at the courthouse. Oh, and then and you were just basically trapped that. alone in an apartment in a city <laughs> where you didn't know anybody. And you just spent hundreds <laughs> and hundreds of hours <laughs> playing this game. That was what happened. That makes sense because that's also when I beat Dark Souls and when I started Assassin's Creed Odyssey. And I played yeah. the first half of uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey. It was also there. right before you were like, we should do a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you just didn't have anything going on. Like, that's what happened. <laughs> okay, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> So the secret is to have have no limited life. amount of time. <laughs> have no life. Yeah. Aaron, take your life. I will quit my throw job. Throw it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the condo repossessed. Yes. <laughs> then you can beat Vampire. Yes. Uh, I mean, honestly, I do think that is legitimately a big problem with the game. Is yeah. that in order for people to really enjoy it, you do have to dedicate a certain well, that's amount if you of want to do it time without, insanity to if it. you want to mm-hmm. do it without killing anyone you gotta like but really grind i feel right. like i feel like that is how i would have wanted to play the game and that should that's be, how i played the game. <laughs> and that should be a viable route that's how i played the game yeah but i wanted to play i'm not sure you i'm not sure you took a viable route i i think <laughs> you carved out a non-viable route because you were in a the perfect position to just be like I can do anything. I wanted yeah. to play the game without <laughs> killing anyone, so I just... She, she just did. She it's did. fine. You're just... You're a gamer among I gamers. I wanted to be a good doctor. We're all proud of you. Honestly, I was... I wasn't planning on killing any of the citizens my yeah. first playthrough, and I was even doing it on story mode. Yeah. The easiest setting. And eventually, I was just like, screw this. I need to suck someone's blood because this leveling is ridiculously hard. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah. Have you, Plus, it you just feels fun to suck people's blood in does. your vampire simulator. <laughs> it is fun, but I did feel bad after a while, and then your eyes get all murky, and they get really scary. I felt really bad at and first. Everything is sad in the end. <laughs> yeah, okay. I felt really bad at first, and then eventually I was like, I love this. <laughs> I can't wait to do my just total annihilation. I felt bad by the end of my uh, playthrough, especially because there was a couple people that I didn't want to die. Mm. Like, uh, I think her name is Louisa in the West End, the one who gets kidnapped by the vampire and you save her. And she, like, figures out that you're a vampire. You kind of... Okay, if you hit the glitch that I did, you don't. Because I hit a glitch that, like, doubled one of my... um, one of the the melee weapons so i didn't need her weapon in order to get that trophy so i didn't kill her but she did still die because the i had to bring the entire all of london into chaos so Mm. everybody died but i didn't have to personally kill her (laughs) so i felt better about that (laughs) (laughs) but i didn't want to kill her because i like her i think she's cool and she like figures out that you're a vampire it's like oh she's fun 
like yeah, her. Yeah, she's the only one that you save who figures it out. Everyone else has their backs turned somehow. I know. Somehow they just don't <laughs> notice. But she's like, you're a vampire, right? And you're like, oh, well, yeah. <laughs> she's like, cool. <laughs> you caught me. Caught me? <laughs> it's like well you saved me and you haven't done anything to me so i'm assuming you're a good vampire (laughs) i like her she's fun yeah she's pretty funny so yeah that's basically all i've been playing right now so yeah that's fun where are you now in this playthrough um i just went to the funeral okay before you head to the west end and get to your mom's house Remember the dude, the one dude in the West End who you have to save from the vampire? Keep in mind, I think his name is like Tadashi or something like that. Mm. Keep in mind, if you trigger that thing and then you go to sleep, he will die. Oh, yeah. And that dude, the vampire that's that's holding him is really hard to beat. The only reason I managed to beat him when I was at, I was at a really low level when mm-hmm. I got there. The only reason I managed to beat him, I took video of this. Because he glitched into the kiosk in the middle of the thing, and he was, no was able to stand back and just smack him <laughs> without him reaching me. That's amazing. <laughs> it took a very long time, <laughs> but yeah. So watch out for that. Make sure that you're really strong before you trigger that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I've been doing a lot of grinding. Okay. Good. So <laughs> we'll see if it helps. I wish you luck. We believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. You're strong. <laughs> you can, you do, it, can do whatever. You you platinum thief. You, you can platinum vampire. Put your mind to. <laughs> That's right. I got this. <laughs> My chair is so squeaky. <laughs> yeah, these are squeaky chairs. They are. I'm kind of loving them. They're though. very old. They're like this table and these chairs are like probably a hundred years old. Mm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, it's a nice set. Yeah. Yeah. Very, like, idyllic farmhouse. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, my mom refinished it. Oh, nice. Cool. So, Jensen, you are playing... uh, You're playing PS5. (laughs) You're playing four of the five available games on PS5 right now. Like, that are PS5 games. I mean, mean, there's there's more. There's more than that. But of the ones that we actually have access to... Mm-hmm. You're playing four of them. And I'm yes. going to talk about Demon Souls, but how about you talk about the other three that you're playing? Yes. So first off, I've been playing Valhalla, and it is very fun. I haven't gotten to be like properly get into it yet because having a PS5, I now have a brand new toy, and it's got so many games, and I'm having trouble focusing on any one game, which is a bit of a problem. But Valhalla so far is really, really cool. <clears throat> I like that you have a lot more um customization for Eivor than any of the previous assassins. So of course I've made Eivor look exactly like my D&D character. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> uh and Norway, so far I've only done Norway. I haven't gotten to England yet, but Norway is really mountainous, which makes for a fun time with traversal. Mm. So that's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of terrible at the combat at the moment. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is, but I keep dying. <laughs> I'm not even playing on that high difficulty. But um, it's really interesting. The story is the story's really, really cool. And I mean, I don't really know. I don't really know too much how I feel about it yet because I'm just not very far into it. But I'm intrigued. I'll admit this was, I've been not been looking forward to Valhalla 
as much as I was looking forward to Odyssey. Mm. I like, I don't know. When Odyssey was coming out, I think it was because it was Greece. And ever since I was a little kid, I loved Greece and I was just obsessed with Greece. And so when Odyssey was coming out, I was like, this is going to be the greatest thing ever. I can't wait for this. And Valhalla is about Vikings and Vikings are my ancestors. And so I'm just like, okay, <laughs> that's my ancestors. <laughs> I feel like I need no like, deal. It's my ancestors. Like, it's okay. It's my family history. And I mean, you'd think that that would be like, that would Exciting. make it cooler for me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with my brain, but I need to just like get into it. Mm. And just like really put myself into the game. I think the biggest problem with the game that I see so far is there aren't enough cats. So far, yeah, I haven't seen a single cat. What the? I have a big old Norwegian forest cat in my actual real life. Why can't I have one in my video game life? We demand cats. I need cats. Assassin's Creed, you're in thin ice. We need more cats. And I really hope that I can find a fluffy black and white Norwegian forest cat to bring on my longboat because I will get that. And I will name him Piggy and he will be my, be my cat. Well, I hope you'll get into it. I hope that you'll start to just love the story and you'll just run away with it and you'll have a good old time. I hope so too. Because you usually really enjoy those games. I'm sad to hear that you're kind of mad on it right now. Well, it's like it's not even anything to do with the game. Every time that I sit down it's and just, I start playing it, I love it. Mm -hmm. It's just that there's so much that's distracting me that I'm having yeah. trouble like it's staying not, engaged. It's not grabbing you from the outside. It's not like you walk away from it and you're like, oh, I can't wait to get back to whatever I was yeah. doing. Like you sit down and you play it and you're like, this is nice. But then you leave and you do other things yeah. and you're not necessarily thinking about it. And I kind of feel that about, um, about Miles Morales too, which yeah. is the other game that I've been playing. I've been having a lot of fun with that, too. It's really cool. Once again, it's like Valhalla, where as I'm playing it, I'm like, yes, this is the only thing I want to be playing. I'm having so much fun. Mm -hmm. And then when I stop playing it, I'm thinking about every game I could possibly play. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. I think there's just too much, too many options right now. It's like mm. someone dropped me into a candy store and said, you can take whatever <laughs> you want. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't know what I want now. <laughs> Yeah, it's like when Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Red Dead Redemption 2 and was it Spider-Man yeah. all came they out all like, like around the same time. One after the other. And it's like, it's too much. Stop. For me, <laughs> see, when that happened, it was easy to focus because I only had enough money to get one of them. So mm -hmm. I got Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. and I just focused on Assassin's Creed. And then I didn't get the other ones until later. I got all of them at once, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> but Miles Morales is really fun so far too. I'm a little mm. sad that it's it's shorter than the the original one because yeah. I feel like Miles is the protagonist I wanted. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I, I enjoyed Spider Man a lot, but I gotta say, I remember when we were watching you play it, Aaron, and you got <laughs> control of Miles, and me and Elsa were like. Oh my gosh, are you yeah. going to play as Miles the rest of the game? It's and then like, you found out you didn't. <laughs> yeah, like you don't get to play as Miles the rest of the game. Mm -hmm. I still, playing Miles Morales, even more now I think you should have been just been playing as him the rest of the time mm -hmm. because he's the protagonist I wanted to play as. Uh -huh. He's so much fun. He's like, he's learning how to be Spider-Man. And he's like silly and he's like figuring things out, you know, and he's still young and he doesn't really know what he's doing. And it's 
really it's fun you know I it's fun to see him evolve like and like become a hero for some of us who grew up watching spider-man there's something about that that kind of captures what you always wanted spider-man to feel yeah. like you know where it's like he's this he's this younger guy he's actually got sort of this quippy rebellious thing going on yeah he's a little bit flip and i i mean i do think that they did a good job with the peter parker characterization but he does feel like a proper grown-up yeah in that game he feels more established and it's not just that he's a proper grown-up i i think that's fine and i think if it had just been that i wouldn't have had any kind of a problem with his characterization but the fact that they made him spider cop really bothered me <laughs> because the tension between peter parker and the police in new york city and the fact that he's like there with the people and all of that and he kind of exists in this fun gray area where like he's kind of a criminal but he's not a criminal yeah and he's but like the police definitely don't like him and he's also a citizen of new york but like he's outside of them too like yeah. i don't know i thought that that was always such a fun thing with his character and the game was just kind of like he works for the police yeah <laughs> yeah you know well, isn't it just yuri though like everyone else hates him but, but they're cooperating so much yeah. through yuri and it's, like he and i mean he goes to all the towers and everybody there's like hey can you sign this thing for my kid or something <laughs> like i remember the moment that happened i was like well they might as well give him a badge <laughs> <laughs> i guess the police aren't gonna be a problem in this game <laughs> yeah, that's fair yeah. Which maybe, and maybe that it did come down to something mechanical like that too, where they were just like, we just really don't want to have to worry about that mm -hmm. in this game, which is fine, but yeah, it didn't feel the way I remember Spider-Man feeling, yeah. you know, because he is well, so rebellious. And with Miles, though, he is this young, cute yeah. kid. <laughs> That's the thing. Who's like, you know, he's, he's, he's yeah. like figuring it out, you know, yeah. and I love that. And what's nice too is that one thing that I think that was really good transitioning from you know spider-man to miles morales they is that um they don't have to do some artificial like you know okay it wouldn't be artificial in this but they don't have to do that thing where it's like you start over from zero because mm. you know you it's a game so you have to get all of your abilities back they don't do that they're just like they throw you in there and at first you just have miles's basic abilities and then right away you do this training thing and Peter teaches you all of the abilities that you learned later as Peter to like disarm people. And oh, nice. And, and so you just learn all those right away. That's awesome. Because it's like, okay, the thing that Miles is going to be learning, the thing that you're going to learn to do is the Venom Strike stuff. Mm -hmm. His like electricity and cloaking and all that stuff. Yeah. Those are Miles specific powers. And so you still get build up your abilities but it's with those things and you don't have to worry about starting over completely from zero after the last game mm -hmm. which is nice i like that a lot yeah they also they keep it fresh too because um miles moves exactly like he does and in into the spider-verse nice. he doesn't just like it's not the same exact movements as peter yeah he like flips all over the place he's like <laughs> it's so fun and you can even like put on a filter that makes him move just like they, like in into the spider verse yeah. it's so cool oh, that's so cool that is <laughs> i definitely keep that on just like all the time even though it takes up a slot in your suit i'm like i don't care yeah. <laughs> oh and the photo mode the mode. <laughs> i hope we see more pictures from you Jason, i know you haven't posted in a while I haven't posted in a while because i've been just too like i don't know what the deal is it's been 
It's been hard to remember to post things when I'm mm. too busy just playing games. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm going to go back to posting things. I've been taking lots of pictures. <laughs> this new photo mode in Spider-Man. They let you change the, the, the natural light mm -hmm. and add in artificial lights. Oh, and so no you idea. can adjust the lighting in like all these fun ways. And it's really cool. That's so cool. Oh, and you can change whatever suit you're wearing. Uh -huh. You can like choose a scene. And then if you're like, I think that this scene would look better in this suit, you mm -hmm. can just change it in the photo mode. That's so cool. <laughs> it's really fun. I love that. <laughs> I've been having some fun with it. Mm -hmm. I'll maybe start posting pictures again. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I've talked endlessly on Valhalla and on Miles Morales. Now, the final game that I have been playing, besides Demon Souls, which I'm not going to talk too much about because Elsa's going to wax poetic about, <laughs> Bug Snacks. <laughs> Should I just leave for this part? <laughs> you might want to. I'm going to talk a lot about the food. <laughs> no, you should stick around. I'm going to try. Okay. Okay. Aaron. Have we mentioned on this podcast, Elsa has an astounding aversion to anthropomorphic food? We I'm sure it's come up a lot. It's come up a few times. Especially when talking about bug snacks. But I'll just, to reiterate, I really have a big problem with anthropomorphic food. I, I've had, like, like, some of my earliest memories as a child are recurring nightmares with anthropomorphic food. Should I tell you one? Sure. I specifically remember getting terrorized as like a three-year-old in a dream I had where I was being chased by nachos that were climbing <laughs> off of a plate. <laughs> and as they were going along, they were like, they were like occasionally bumping into each other and chipping off bits of each other no. and like getting angry and fighting each other as they were coming after me. What but like the they get distracted hell? by each other. And then at one point, one of them got like devoured by the others. And one of them like started pooping refried beans and cheese. <laughs> okay, it went from horrific to hilarious. <laughs> like it sounds really funny when i say it and i think and like when i visualize what actually happened i'm sure that if i saw that animated i would probably think it's hilarious now if it wasn't for the fact that as like a three-year-old i was totally traumatized by this thing that my brain was telling me while i was trying to sleep and it i woke up and threw up oh my god like oh, no. like i was a kid and I didn't know what my subconscious was doing oh. with all of this weird stuff that I was trying to process. And basically, I just don't handle anthropomorphic food very well. I never have. And, like, I still have nightmares about anthropomorphic food sometimes. It's just wow. this been this thing since so I was a kid. Did you throw up because of the dream? I think I threw up because I had been sick. I think I threw up because I'd eaten too many nachos before oh. I went down for my nap. Oh, no. <laughs> but the dream didn't help. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. Yeah. But, like, I remember, the pooping part. I remember that one specifically. But, like, I also, but, like, I had lots of dreams like that. Like, most of my nightmares had something to do with anthropomorphic food i remember getting attacked by gigantic spiders once which i think i remember telling you about that becca got eaten by a gigantic spider in one of my dreams Ooh. it was really traumatizing but did i mention that the spiders were made out of honey no oh. honey and sand oh. i don't know that's weird that's, that's really horrifying. weird yeah 
Okay. Oh, and we were also starting to secrete honey. <laughs> which is why they were chasing after us. They could smell oh, us. Wow. Horrifying. Anyway, <laughs> tell us about your horrific nightmare game. <laughs> Wait, okay. Can I tell you about it? <laughs> yes. Go ahead, Ern. <laughs> so years ago, I had a very vivid dream about flares, and they were all riding on a train. And everything was going fine, and suddenly these larger eclairs came, and they were eating the other ones. Mm-hmm. They were cannibal eclairs. See, like, that is the kind of dream I'd have. <laughs> and then that dream swiftly turned into me being a little round hard candy all of a sudden. <laughs> and I was with a bunch of other <laughs> hard candy. We were trying to escape from humans that wanted to eat us. And eventually we made it to this one house where this human let us in. And he's like, come in. I'm sympathetic to your cause. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> the hard candy cause. Yeah. Anyway. I'm sorry. That just reminded wow. me of my weird dream. <laughs> okay. Okay. I just want to say those kind of nightmares, like, for me, I have those kind of nightmares with zombies in them. And I played Resident Evil. I stood up to my fear. <laughs> thing. Yeah, I, I'm going to download Bug Snacks, and I'm going to have you play it in Platinum it on my profile, and I'm never going to play it, and it will be this running joke that we have, that I have the Platinum for Bug Snacks in spite of the fact that I've never played it, and I hate anthropomorphic food and can't handle it like as a concept. I'm sure it's a very fun game, it and is. you're going to tell us all about yeah. how fun it is, and I am going to think, oh, that sounds so charming, but the fact is, is that whenever I have looked at the screen and seen anything food-related on this game, I have, like, a visceral reaction to it that I can't really get past. Mm. Like, it, it, it's averting. <laughs> Okay, anyway, <laughs> let me talk about it now. Go for it. <laughs> so, Bug Snacks is basically like Pokemon, but with food creatures. <laughs> and they're like Pokemon in that they like say their names and stuff too. Like, okay, there's one called the Snackery. It's like a daiquiri, and it buries itself under the ground, and then it'll shoot up in the air and go, Snackery! <laughs> what the heck? And you have to, like, catch them. And you use, like, little traps and things. Mm-hmm. But you don't – it's it's not just as simple as, like, you set up the trap and then it walks in the trap and you close the trap and you go grab it. Sometimes it's like that. And then other times you have to do all these all these other things. Like, you have to set up a tripwire first so they knock, knock themselves out. Or, like, you have to get water on them because they're on fire. And then they go out. Like, it's a flaming hot Cheeto butterfly and you have to, like, <laughs> put out the fire and then <laughs> – and so it's all this strategy to catch them Mm -hmm. and you got to catch them all there's a hundred of them (laughs) and i did (laughs) and um you've got these little dudes on the island these little friends i think they're called like grumpers or something Mm -hmm. grumpies i don't know they're they're these dudes these like looking bear looking cat dudes and they eat the bug snacks and when they eat them their limbs change into the shape of whatever they ate what the heck what is this game it's wild (laughs) and it's like super cutesy and like all this fun stuff and then when you start like talking to people and like learning the story it becomes like super dark (laughs) and there's a mystery you have to solve on the island and it's 
really crazy and it'll be like you'll be going along just having a great time just catching these little bug snacks and like talking to people and it's all goofy and cute and then it'll like do a big story moment and suddenly everything is terrifying (laughs) and you're like what's going on that's the whole game and it's crazy and you can fully transform the the things into like the the people by feeding them into so they'll like have their they'll have like one limb is a strawberry another limb has a banana sticking out this side and then it's a coconut around the bicep and stuff and then eventually you get to the point where you change their whole body so their entire body is made of rice because you gave them sushi and like what the heck it's so weird and there's like it's it's fun too because a lot of it is like figuring out like the the social dynamics of their group Mm. because they all have like likes and dislikes and like they've got people that they like and people they don't like and you've got to like talk to them and figure out sort of you basically you're trying to bring them all back together as a community Mm. and you have to like find them back and like help them and they've got like another person they don't get along with and like (laughs) it's wild this sounds really complicated (laughs) and i did platinum it (laughs) it's my first platinum on ps5 it's actually not terribly complicated Mm -hmm. it sounds more complicated once you're actually in there it's like okay this isn't that hard to figure out but like it's just weird yeah it's (laughs) it's weird and wild and one of the trophies is called i think it's called survivor and it's that all of the little beings survive. So, yes, not everyone can survive. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> it's wild. People die in this lovely children's they game? They can, and it's not a children's game. <laughs> they can, and it's very disturbing. No. It seems like a children's game from the outside, and then you get in there, and you're like, I don't think this is for kids. <laughs> it's a little too scary. Or it's like... You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, maybe it's kind of for kids, but it's like horror, <laughs> you know, kids horror, yeah. not even really kids horror. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> I like it a lot nice. <laughs> and Lovely. I highly recommend it. I played it nonstop for, uh, according to um, PSN profiles, I played it nonstop for a day and three hours. <laughs> Because that's how long it took me to get the platinum. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think I probably did stop to sleep in there. But it was a day and three hours for me to get the platinum. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, yeah, that's a fast platinum. Mm-hmm. It's my fastest one. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth it. I was just like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> I started it out and I was just like, a couple hours in, I was just like, I think, I think I'm just going to keep playing this until I beat it and get the platinum and I'm not going to do anything else. <laughs> it's <nice>. great. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Elsa. It's okay. <laughs> I got through it tolerably well today, just not really paying attention. <laughs> oh, and it's on PS4 also, and I'm probably going to get that version because it's got another trophy list. And then I can get another platinum. <laughs> A different trophy list? Same trophies, but like it counts as a different list. So it would be a second platinum. Gotcha. And then I'm going to get the platinum for Elsa. (laughs) (laughs) It's really fun. (laughs) And I'm going to make Lainey play it when she gets home. Mm -hmm. 
She did not sound excited when I explained it to her <laughs> the other day. Are you done? Yes. Okay. Elsa, what have you been playing? <laughs> I have already beat Demon Souls and I'm on my new game plus. <laughs> and I actually last night was like, maybe I should just beat my new game plus really quick tonight. It's so fun. She's probably good. I watched her earlier today. Right before I came over, I came down to her room right before we came over, and I was like, "We should probably head over there." And she's like, "I'm just gonna beat this boss really quick." She <laughs> ran in, just like two hits, he was dead. <laughs> okay, so I have to explain that though, because towards the end of my first playthrough, like I did wait until the very end to do this, but towards the end of my first playthrough, somebody discovered something in this remake. If you have one of the gold coins that you get, it's a drop. It's like a rare drop. I had a few of them because uh, I guess I just killed enough of these guys during the game that I have them. If you use this this gold coin and then talk to the Maiden in Black in the Nexus, it causes... They're calling it a glitch, but there's something about it that feels really intentional to me. I'm not sure it's a glitch. I think it might be something that the developers just kind of left in there for intended play because it does like a lot of people are like oh my gosh this totally breaks your game like it makes it super easy and it does but I don't know there's just some fun mechanics that come along with it and I feel like I've learned a lot about the game just through experimenting with this one glitch like it did make finishing it did make finishing the game way too quick and way too easy for me but um it's going to make like my new game plus plus really hard because I'm going to go back to using all the normal weapons and stuff. But anyway, I should explain how this glitch yeah, you works. you should explain it. <laughs> so you use, you use the coin and you talk to the maiden in black. And then the maiden in black, uh, you open it up to, to do a soul, uh, to like level up. And all of a sudden your screen just starts going crazy. Your luck level skyrockets to like 83,000 and something is where mine landed. And it puts you up at soul level 999. <laughs> so all of my other, so like my stats are stuck now. I can't get the like billion or something souls that I would need to level up again. And uh, you're at the max level anyway. So I can't level up now. I'm stuck at the level where I was, but I have this massive amount of luck. <laughs> and that scales with this one weapon in the game which i had the stuff to make mm -hmm. so i made it and now i have a sword that basically like one hit kills almost everybody in the game and it almost one hit kills bosses <laughs> yeah. i watched her hit this boss twice oh and he died holy crap yeah <laughs> you see yeah it it's pretty nuts um it, like I said, it makes the game a bit easy. At least, well, no, I shouldn't say it makes the game easy. You still have to work your way through levels. I'm playing like a glass cannon now. I've like taken off all my armor. I'm literally just running around naked. Um, and like if people hit me, I can get killed in one hit. So I'm you have, focusing a lot on evasion. Mm. But then I have this powerful sword and it makes the boss fights like nothing. Like you just swipe them twice and they're done and then you move on and so like it's it's kind of fun for speed running the game mm -hmm. which is something i've been interested in trying my hand at um but i'm just having so much fun like i, th I there was a second there where i did this and i was like oh maybe this was stupid like 
I should be more challenged. I like the boss fights and stuff, but honestly, I'm not really bothered because it's been fun in a different way. Mm. And I am going to, because it's, it's possible to reverse this. Mm. And that's the other thing that we figured out that's kind of fun. And I say we, that certain Dark Souls fans figured out <laughs> and I'm reaping the benefits, <laughs> is um, somebody who has the Soul Sucker spell... I don't think that's what it's called. Is that what it's called? I have no idea. I'm going to look it you've, up. You've been telling me about this. Yeah. No so it's, there's a spell. There's a spell that you get from Yuri of the Witch, um, who I'm about to rescue in my new game plus. Uh, so, so what Elsa is saying is that I too beat Demon Souls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I get all of those. Yeah, if you yes. do. If I use the same method. <laughs> Yeah, well, it was, like I said, I kind of did it more or less by accident. Because, like, the, the, um, because the, like, how to explain? Like, the requirements to get this sword are, you have to be, like, it's pretty late game that you get the stuff you need for it. Mm -hmm. Um, and so you have to at least work your way through the entirety of one area. And then to get the spell, you have to go even further. So, like, you do have to basically play through the game in order to get the ingredients that you need for this. Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure there are ways around that, too, that people might have figured out, but I didn't find them. So, like, I just happened to have everything that I needed when people discovered this glitch. And I was like, well, I want to try it. And one of the reasons why I did it was because uh, one of the first things I, I found on Reddit was somebody who explained that it's also very easy to reverse. If I want to go back to the level that I was before, it's as simple as invading another player's world and then jumping and committing suicide in their world. That will automatically revert you back to the level you were before and take you out of glitch mode, which is why I'm like, maybe they left this in on purpose because it doesn't feel like it really breaks the game so much as it just kind of alters some of its parameters temporarily. And um, yeah, I mean... I, one of the reasons why I'm definitely planning to reverse it is because before this, like, I had my stats. I was working towards a specific build, um, and there are weapons that I can't use yet because I just don't have the requirements for them. And at this rate, I'll never have those requirements because I can't level up ever again. <laughs> so I have to get out of glitch mode if I want to, like, finish accomplishing what I was trying to do before. Right. And I do want to. I kind of did this on a whim. Um, but anyway, it... It's been really fun and it's been really silly. And the best part is that I didn't actually have the stats to use this sword. And, you know, when you're using a, a weapon in Demon Souls or Dark or in any of the Soulsborne games where you don't actually have the stats to use it, you can still equip the weapon and use it, but it deals way less damage because, like, you're incompetent, basically, <laughs> is the in universe explanation. So I'm using this sword currently at like at like it's totally nerfed like it's not dealing the amount of damage that it's supposed to and it's still like one-shotting bosses <laughs> so i'm really curious <laughs> to know what it would be like if i actually had the stats to wield it <laughs> it'd be pretty fun uh yeah so there's that <laughs> that i did oh the soul sucker spell right so oh, yeah. somebody can suck the souls out of you and if they do that it actually takes you out of 
the glitch state also mm. and it gives the other person like a bunch of souls so that's kind of cool and so that's the way that i want to reverse it i would mm. like to reverse it in a charitable way where somebody else benefits from that jensen's pointing to herself she wants to suck the souls out of my demon souls character so that i can go back to you know when i grow weary of my godlike power <laughs> and then i can have godlike power it'll be really fun i want to become strong enough that i can wear really heavy armor mm. yeah it's 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 been interesting yeah i'm gonna play like this for a little longer but i think i want to go back to just actually playing with the weapons i want to use and mm -hmm. finishing my build and It'll just be interesting because it'll be like I'm playing New Game Plus Plus after I'd been playing it kind of on easy mode for a minute. Mm -hmm. So it'll be hilarious. <laughs> Can't wait to see how this goes. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Demon Souls, though, honestly, I, I mean, I think I've been hearing a lot of positive things about the remake. Dittos all around. Like, it's beautiful. It looks great. They've clearly poured a lot of love into to telling this game again. I did play the original on PS3, and that game was fun, but, like, those PS3 controllers oh, and gosh. those early controls only being able to roll in four directions. Ooh. Like, there's there's all kinds of things that I remember being kind of, like, <laughs> from the first game, and all of that stuff is gone. Like, it's just very smooth. It feels amazing. <laughs> it looks amazing. Um... I'm having a blast and people figured out how to open that door, right? Yeah, they did. There's a new door in the game and everybody was freaking out. They were like, what is this? <laughs> There's a new door. <laughs> and somebody figured out the formula for how you unlock that door yeah. and go through it. And there's just some armor on the other side, but it's really cool armor that I want. So I will be doing that too. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. And um, I just want to ditto what else is saying. I've been I've only been playing it for a short bit, but it's really fun. It's it really, really fun. Good. They did a good job. I have a feeling that my favorite boss fight is probably a lot of people's least favorite boss fight. So I'm just gonna give a shout out to the Storm King. <laughs> I thought that was kind of fun. I think I have a feeling it's one of those that people are gonna complain about. <laughs> that they're gonna be like, This boss fight's stupid. But I didn't think it was stupid. I thought it was really fun. <laughs> I had a good time. <laughs> I haven't fought him yet. I know. I don't want to say anything because I want you to just go into it blind and yeah, figure I'm, it out. It's similar yeah. to a boss fight in uh, Dark Souls 3 that you might remember. But um, it's better, Yeah, I think. You were supposed to play Astro's Playroom. What happened? Oh, right. I was going to also play Astro's Playroom because we wanted to play all of the like PS5, you know, games that we had access that we had access to, access to but the, yeah and um what happened was i sat down to download astro's playroom and our internet connection was pretty bad mm. and it was like this will take 81 minutes and i was like okay i'll play astro's playroom playroom in 81 minutes and for 81 minutes i did some writing on the book that i'm working on and i did a little drawing and i played a little demon souls and then it was like we're done downloading Astro's Playroom. And I was like, I'm tired. And I went to bed. <laughs> That's what happened. It happens. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry. I don't know what Astro's Playroom is like. I have heard 
beautiful wonderful positive things people really like it and i can't wait to play it it did finally download (laughs) and then i went to bed (laughs) i've heard good things too and i'd like to try it but we should we should dub over me saying dark souls every time i say dark souls in this podcast demon souls demon souls like angry like that nice let's put demon souls (laughs) so yesterday i was playing Demon Demon Souls. (laughs) I wrote the outline today with basically just one question in mind, but it's a little bit of a multifaceted question. I thought that this was maybe a way that we could try and get ourselves back on track to having like more reasonably length episodes. We've already been talking for an hour (laughs) as of right now. (laughs) Oh, we suck. But we kind of knew that was going to happen because PS5. PS5. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, this episode was more than anything an excuse to just talk about PS5. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty. We knew that going in. Um, But but I did put one question for us to kind of discuss that would prompt a discussion. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I regret this. (laughs) I know it's just one question, but the more I thought about it, the more I started to be like, Elsa, why did you do this? I don't like this. Um, So the one question that we brought up was, we're just going to pretend to ourselves, just make believe. Now, nobody get excited because this isn't based on anything, but we're just going to make believe that there's going to be a Zelda remake and that we're like specifically specifically Zelda Ocarina of Time. Ocarina. Whatever. You said Ocarina. (laughs) Well, yes, I did. Um, (laughs) Ocarina of Time. There we there so we're pretending to ourselves that that game is being remade. It's not really. Nobody get excited. But we're just pretending it is, and we're just sort of putting out there what our wishes would be for this remake. Um, and the reason I regret this, I'm going to tell you guys a little story about Dark Shadows. So Dark Shadows is a television show that was on in the 60s that my mother used to watch as a kid and she really liked it a lot and when i was growing up um it was airing again on the sci-fi channel and so i would watch it with her and i really liked this show with my mom and it became this like special fun thing that me and mom enjoyed together and that we really liked a lot and i just i thought it was a really fun show and i would like sit there and cuddle up on the couch and enjoy it with her and sing along to the weird opening music that was like do you remember how it went it's like yeah it was really good it was basically that (laughs) like we recreated it perfectly and it's actually very similar elsa i'm wondering now if the connection was because the very beginning of ocarina of time when you turn it on is almost it's the the exact same same music it's the exact same tune like it really is it's it's in a music at the beginning and you and made a different it creepy. instrument, but it's almost the same song. Yeah. Like, honestly. Um, anyway. <laughs> I didn't realize until that moment. And then I was like, that's almost the same. Yeah, Aaron's delighted by this. Um, anyway, so Dark Shadows was a special thing with me and my mom. And I remember we would talk about if they were going to remake Dark Shadows, how they should do that. Like, what should the Dark Shadows reboot be like? And we discussed some things. And one of the things that we discussed was that maybe um, Johnny Depp would like to play Barnabas Collins. 
and that you know he's good friends with tim burton they've done some stuff together so maybe tim burton could direct this now i know and we we thought this was such a good idea and we like chatted about all the different stuff we'd like to see we threw around some other actors names uh talked about just aesthetically what we'd want to look at just basically every aspect of the film we just kind of discussed this and then um you know like a year or two later I read an interview in a magazine and Donnie Depp was wearing Barnabas Collins ring. And it turns out he's a huge fan of this show too. And he was actually totally on board with the idea of doing a reboot. They brought it up in the interview. And uh, a few years after that, I hear that they're actually making this movie that like me and my mother had talked about. And it sounds like it's going about the same way that we suggested. It's the cast we suggested. It's the director we suggested. Tim Burton was going to direct it. And so I was super excited and I was like, oh my gosh, like the universe listens to my desires and it brings them to pass. <sighs> so this movie comes out. This movie's terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. I, I mean, I think this is, this is probably the purest moment of disappointment of my entire life. Like this movie was so bad. They just butchered it. They did, like, everything I wanted. They even brought back the cast of the original show for a brief cameo, which was one of the things that I always wanted. Mm. But, like, the whole thing, it was like, did I find a monkey paw somewhere? And then, like, (laughs) and make a wish and then somehow forget about it. And this is me getting my monkey paw wish where everything goes wrong in spite of the fact that I got everything that I asked for. So the moral of the story is sometimes it's better to just not ask for the things that we want because it goes horribly wrong and Tim Burton hates you and doesn't respect your feelings. Tim Burton hates you almost as much as Nintendo hates you, so maybe this is a bad idea. So like, oh, it was so disappointing. We should do it anyway. That was like 10 years of putting good energy out there into the universe and wishing things for it to just come back and smack me right in the face with my stupidity. You you were drunk with power because it had worked so well when you got the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie. Yeah, that's true. She wished for a movie and Orlando Bloom would fight each other. No way. Yeah. <laughs> and then it happened. That's amazing. And it was really good. And then it slowly went downhill. <laughs> I was kind of wishing for Kira Knightley too, but that's a different story. <laughs> um, anyway, it all it all worked out really nicely for young Elsa in that instance. But yeah, I mean, it did not work with Dark Shadows. So basically, I am a little bit cautious about putting too much out there about a Zelda remake. Because this is one of those things that like I actually feel like is probably kind of inevitable on some level. Eventually, they're going to do this. Mm-hmm. Like they will. Well, they might not because Nintendo hates you. <laughs> Nintendo does hate me, and Nintendo isn't huge on remakes. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe you're right. That makes me feel a little better. Yeah. But like, there's part of me that is afraid that this is gonna be another monkey paw situation, <laughs> where uh, I like I'm gonna describe how I want the Zelda remake to be if it has to exist, and then some day that will exist, and it will be exactly what I asked for, but terrible. Mm. Anyway. Yeah, kind of like how all these years I've wanted another Tron movie, but none of like the previous cast is going to be in it, but Jared Leto is going to be in it. Oh. And I'm like, 
I enjoyed his brief stint as the Joker, but don't put him in Tron, please. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. Uh, I really liked Garrett Hedlund. Well, and I like yeah, the other like actors, yeah. and apparently he has a problem <laughs> with the other actors who work with him. <laughs> it's just going to be Jared Leto doing all the parts. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch the crap out of that. No one wants to work with them. Daft anymore. Punk's not gonna want to come back. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. We'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So, with that having been said, I think we should proceed forward with this discussion, but cautiously, keeping the monkey paw in mind, and just yeah, just be careful because. Dark Shadows was horrible, you guys. <laughs> I'm never going to get over it. I'm sorry. There are rumors that those two are thinking about doing an Adams Family remake, and I'm so mad. Uh-uh. No. Keep them I, away. Keep them, don't let them touch it. I, don't let them anywhere near it. There are just, just some things that are too good already. Just well, leave Adams Family where it is. It was so great yeah. when they did Adams Family. If they and if they want to remake it for one. sobbing out loud, we've learned not to trust Tim Burton with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> We're we know better. If we give this to him, we deserve whatever we get. <sighs> I'm so mad about Dark Shadows. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> for a second, it looked like it might be okay because it was just the train ride and Knights in White Satin, and I was like, okay, this is this is going well. It was all downhill from there. Mm. Gosh. Wasn't the... Didn't they do a show recently? I don't know. I, I know they tried to reboot it as a television show in the 90s. Oh, in the 90s? I heard it wasn't very good and I didn't what see did, it. What um, did... The guy who plays Renum's son, isn't he in like a vampire oh. show? Oh, that's dar- uh, what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. What we yeah. do in the shadows is awesome. Gotcha. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, I that's love great what show. we do in the shadows. <laughs> the movie's amazing. The short film that was the movie was based on is amazing, and the TV show is amazing. <laughs> it's really good. It's so good. Yay. It just keeps. It, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, nice. Okay, we shouldn't get too off topic. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Vampire media side. Let's get to our question. So what do we want to keep? And I will I will refrain from answering this. I will let you guys kind of talk because I just went off about Dark Shadows for ages. So. <laughs> Jensen, what do you want to keep? What do you want to... What will you, like, cry if it's not in the Zelda remake? One word. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> and it's my favorite thing. <laughs> I stop and I turn up the volume during that part so that I can hear that and I just laugh my head off. But in all seriousness, <laughs> in all seriousness, so I picture this this remake being a bit like how they did the Resident Evil 2 and 3 remakes where it's just like super fancy updated graphics, couple changes to puzzles and environments, but overall the bones are the same. So that's what I think we should keep is the overall structure and the bones of the story. Like, Basically just give it a fancy new cover, but it's still the same game. Mm-hmm. And like update a couple things where needed. Yeah. But don't change it too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but definitely keep the car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I really don't have too much to add to that. Like just, just keep 
basically keep the game. Yeah. Like, it's perfect as is. Well, I mean, I mean, obviously there are some flaws because it's older, but yeah. I mean, generally it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like when it comes to updating things, of course, updating the graphics, but then also like, I think it's important to update the controls. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, you know, some things that they could pull off weren't able to then mm-hmm. that would make like you could make the levels a little bit bigger or the puzzles a little bit more like intricate mm-hmm. but overall just keep the structure the same yeah <clears throat> yes yeah. i agree uh aaron anything you want to add no yeah i honestly there's not a lot i would want to relinquish like i'd be pretty sad if got rid of some stuff yeah some of the stuff i like yeah (laughs) yeah we'll we'll get into the stuff that they could improve well and i i feel like i worded the next question really diplomatically where i was just like where can we see opportunities to implement good changes meaning honestly like what do you want to get rid of (laughs) (laughs) the whole owl no (laughs) i'm just joking he just he drove me crazy his he always talks to you forever and ever and ever and ever and ever (laughs) um i i think the clunkiness of the controls could definitely be changed i would like like okay part of it was just that the n64 controls in general were not great the the controller was oddly shaped and they wanted you to use it in a truly baffling way but it also was very crunchy and like that's all we had and so we didn't really notice it that much. But yeah. going back to it, I'm like, how did I ever <laughs> do anything with it? <laughs> right. And so, like, just upgrading. It's the same with, like, when I – if I were to go back and try and play Resident Evil 2 or 3 on PlayStation, like, the original games, I feel like I would, <laughs> I would just die constantly. Mm-hmm. And then going and playing the remakes now – like the controls are very smooth and it's really easy to like move around and do things. And that's kind of the biggest improvement that I see that would definitely need to happen. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's little things and like some story stuff and some, some like interactions with people that are really weird. <laughs> that would definitely need to be updated, but I don't see that much that you need to change because I mean, I'm one of these people who thinks that just, just so much fun as mm-hmm. is that I, I can't think of too many things that yeah. I would need to change. Even the water temple. I love the water temple. Right? Like, I know people complain about the water temple in Ocarina all of time all the time. But <laughs> I really do love that water temple. Mm-hmm. Every time I play it, I get lost. Every single time I forget about the room underneath the, the platform that floats in the middle of the section. And every single time, there's always at least one can't find mm-hmm. but i love it anyway i don't care <laughs> yeah <laughs> and aaron what would you get rid of <clears throat> um, let's see i have a note here that just says kill navi question mark <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw that and that made me laugh but like <laughs> I honestly did have a suggestion for Navi, like a serious one. 
I so <laughs> we've talked a little bit about how the control how controls are so much smoother now and like you don't really think about it when you're a kid playing on the N64 but I went back and I actually played Majora's Mask like pretty recently like in the last year and a half and I really noticed <laughs> like and and so smoothing out the controls also opens up more opportunities for additional controls Mm -hmm. and the thing about zelda is that a lot of those puzzles which we're going to talk a little bit more specifically about puzzles but like a lot of those puzzles were interactive based and had to do with the controls so that opens up a lot of possibilities for how to make that more elaborate Mm. and i think that with navi at the time z targeting wasn't really a thing like they kind of they kind of made that a thing Hmm. with ocarina of time and navi that was her intended purpose originally yeah she was basically explaining the z targeting system kind of helping you focus on certain things and i think you could still utilize her Mm. as like this external reach so if you made her a mechanic within the game again a new innovative mechanic that we didn't see in the first one that could kind of help you with these extra dimensions of interaction i think that would be really smart and then I think you just give her a lot less dialogue. Loads less. Loads less dialogue. And definitely less repeating dialogue. And you and I think you don't have her really speak at all, except in a couple of key story moments. She could just make her very shy, and you could just make her a part of the ensemble, part of the mechanics you're using. And then when she does speak, I don't know. Like I'm I'm picturing it where maybe when you're first introduced to her she's all she's very sort of she's very sort of passive and you could even just describe her as shy and like she helps you with things but she doesn't really have anything to say and she's going along with you and then maybe first big cutscene, like maybe when you try to get the master sword before you become an adult you just have this moment where as you're walking into the room and it's about to transition to a set cutscenes, things just kind of fade. Navi moves away from there. And then you just hear her go, hey, listen. Mm. And then she just starts to tell you a little bit about the sword and sort of move you into this next phase of the game. Mm. And I think you could implement her in a way that kind of manages to pull from the first game but that is innovative the way that she was initially this innovative mechanic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could do that again for like the next generation. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I think you do with Navi. Mm-hmm. Don't necessarily kill her, but <laughs> well, no, you kill her, but <laughs> you re- parts make of her. her killable. But you, but from, but from that, you birth a new thing, a new Navi. <laughs> Did you ever see that episode of Powerpuff Girls when the mayor is playing Zelda and he accidentally kills his fairy and it says, Game over. You killed your fairy. <laughs> and he's like, oh. <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh, my gosh. I love that so much. Powerpuff Girls. Oh. Uh, yeah. yeah. I think that would be good, Elsa. I like yeah. that. I'd be, yeah. I think it would be a good idea to take Navi and instead of keeping her this annoying thing we all want to kill, <laughs> making her, like, actually a character that we can like. Mm-hmm. Well, actually a character and also remembering that her first purpose was as a game mechanic. Yeah. And yeah. you should come up with another unique game mechanic. It can't be Z targeting anymore. Yeah. Because now, you know, that, that targeting right. system's in everything. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't need to be a big deal anymore. It should just be, you know, you press in the right stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like everything else. Pick the stick. There you go. <laughs> and have Navi be something else. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so I also had a couple of other things. Um, 
So, I mean, obviously we talked about the graphics. Um, I don't necessarily want them to go, like, crazy realistic. Um, I think what Spyro did was great. Mm. Like, it's very polished, but it's still very pretty and kind of has that cartoony quality to it. And um, it still looks like Spyro. Yeah, and it still looks like Spyro. But I wouldn't complain if they gave it, like, a, an engine makeover. Mm -hmm. um, but I think that would be more true to the spirit of the game. Um, also, you guys know what part I'm talking yes. about. No, you can't change that part. It has to stay exactly the same. You have to sit there and watch that stupid frog king scooch his butt across the thing forever. It takes. <laughs> long. There's so many moments like that in the game where stuff just takes like a stupid long time, and you're like, "Why did they yeah. do it like this?" Because Skipple. it's funny. <laughs> it is pretty funny. Skip a cool. Skip. Cut scenes, please. <laughs> that would be helpful. It's, it's probably like a solid thirty seconds to a minute. Like, I I do I should time it sometime because it's ridiculous. <laughs> I do have distinct memories as a child, just smashing the A button over and over again while he was like <laughs> across there, just being like, just get just get through this. Just come on, let me go. I want to play the game. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Also, make the fountain fairies less scary. Oh yeah. Oh well. <laughs> Yeah, they like scream. That's they a scream. good. That's a good point because we were talking about this, and to me, I I want it to still look and feel like a Zelda game. And one of the things that I think I didn't like as much in Twilight Princess or Skyward Sword is I felt like they were leaning a little bit too much into, well, what are other fantasy games looking like these yeah. days? And I was like, no, you're a Zelda game. Look like a Zelda game. And I, I think it's fine to like utilize a little bit of that. But to me, the very first thing that I would do if it was if I was actually seriously working on a remake and we were talking with somebody about like the aesthetics of the game is you take every single character like you take Link, Navi, Zelda, scary fountain fairy like you put all of their names on a whiteboard and then next to them you just kind of try to sum up what the aesthetic was going for in the mm -hmm. original game like for child link i would say what they were going for was cute mm -hmm. they wanted him to look cute for adult link i'd say what they were going for was more like pretty mm -hmm. and for the Fountain Fairy, I would say probably pretty scary. Yeah. Was yeah. sort of what they were going for. Yeah. Like they wanted her to be pretty, but they did want her to be a little frightening. Yeah. And then I think you work with aesthetic designs that still kind of incorporate a lot of that Zelda feel, mm -hmm. but that are still yeah. encapsulating like that that kind of idea at the heart of it. Like I don't think you want to make everything look too realistic. Yeah. I don't think you want to make it look too high fantasy mm -hmm. you want it to spit to stay looking kind of unique and to stay looking cute where it was supposed to be cute you know yeah. so that this, kind of thing. the fairies can still be scary <laughs> as long as it's clear that they're meant to be scary yeah. and yeah. they're not scary because so, of graphical limitations yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah like give them the three weird ponytails or whatever yeah but like and make them go ah! but 
water. Can we not have them scream laugh? Like, <laughs> that's just too much. Maybe just like one scream laugh. Maybe, yeah, maybe just when one you scream said laugh. Something genuinely funny. Yeah. And well, then not said because like, Link well. should still be a silent protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> it's legit mute. Yeah. Whether or not everyone else like has actual like dialogue. Link should not be able to talk. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think she should still be totally naked, except for a couple of leaves. leaves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but yeah, like, I think you could, you could lean into the sort of otherworldly scariness that they were going for. Mm -hmm. um, but you don't have to limit it to the polygonal, you know, structure that they had to work with anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, still make it that sort of unique looking yeah. thing but just not as polygonal and not cone boobs mm. yeah <laughs> yeah i think breath of the wilds um kind of poked fun at fairies that they used in that game like mm -hmm. they're obviously like oh my gosh but they still freaked like, me out so much fantasy yeah yeah and they still very <laughs> much felt like they still very much felt like zelda designs yeah. mm -hmm. which i liked a lot yeah um they were i i do think that there were some things in breath of the wild where i was like does everything have to be cute? Because there was a couple yeah, of there was a couple of enemies. Like yeah. I like the stuff that's cute that like it feels right that it's cute. Mm. But every once in a while I was like, why are the enemies I'm killing also adorable? <laughs> like I just feel bad for killing these things. Like shouldn't there be cuz that's the thing is one of the things I love about Ocarina of Time is that like bongo bongo and Oof. and some of those the thing in the well the like, hands the, yeah. yeah like some scary. of that stuff was legitimately terrifying yeah. it was not cute yeah mm -hmm. they were not going for cute um uh, <laughs> freaking was it gothma yeah i had nightmares about yeah. that boss forever she's the like spider hand thing at the very beginning oh. the first level yeah the big eye Ugh. yeah like that Make thing it, scared the crap out of me when I was little. It's mm -hmm. okay for it to be kind of scary. One of the things about Ocarina of Time and um, and I would say Majora's Mask as well because I like I love Majora's Mask. Um, it was legitimately scary. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they were okay to or, or to implement some of that. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, just I think that because of because they were working with such limited graphics and textures at the time, they had to be really innovative. But I think that the designs that they came up with were really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you could use modern processing to kind of just take that to the next level without compromising on it too much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And music. I think, I mean, we all kind of agreed, but I think that they should <laughs> use the same songs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but maybe just like update the instruments. And stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I wouldn't change any the tunes i would just like change the recording of those two i might mm. add some new ones and i might cycle them in in certain areas where it was like i've been listening to this song for two and a half hours <laughs> you know or like i i seem to remember there being a couple of places like for example dun 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 it's great <laughs> it's really great and you know what makes it better if you don't have to hear it every single time you're out in Hyrule. <laughs> when you said, when you were like, you were talking about repeating songs, the first thing I heard was the song that plays at the very beginning of the Gerudo's area. Yeah. <laughs> do, 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 Yeah. <laughs> like, there's a few of those. It's like, over and over and over again. 
there's a few of those that are really good and I really like them, but they do get old when they're used in more than one area yeah. or when they're used in an area where like you're there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, now I've got the post design stuck in my head. Yeah. It's like, you, we know. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. But I love the music in that. The and I would not, it would not so be the same good. if it wasn't. Okay, one we that, need all of it, but then maybe in, yeah, plus some all other of it stuff. It needs to be improved, but yeah. it needs to all be in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if I I don't know. Honestly, I would still want to keep it like that MIDI sound. Yeah, but maybe just like a more clear recording, and then uh, I keep hitting my mic. It's so much lower than <laughs> it is usually. <laughs> Um, so like they did with Skyward Sword, I think that was the 25th anniversary or something, mm. and they I released like an orchestral soundtrack with it. So mm-hmm. I think if they did something like that, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. But I, I, I still, I would just, I'd be sad if, if they didn't still have the MIDI soundtrack going. Yeah. It's just so nostalgic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Silence. Sorry. Just <laughs> silence. Okay, oh. and then combat was the next thing we were going to discuss. Uh, I'll just kind of repeat what I was saying before about how there's there's lots of opportunities now for them to have more complex mechanics, mm-hmm. and I think that it would be a really good idea if they utilized that to make the combat a bit more interesting. And um, in particular, I think it would be cool if they implemented more weapons and like usage of those weapons. And I do think that the idea of having Navi as like an extra mechanic within the game could definitely be something related to combat. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that would make sense. Combat or interaction with obstacles. And um, as far as like how making the game generally more complex, I mean, I think you just draw out certain things like you don't necessarily change any of the storylines, but you can add more scenes and more components to those Mm storylines and um, and more interaction with the world, like basically more onus as you're working through it because you do have those mechanics and combat gets to play into that because. Uh, you know, it ultimately is kind of a dungeon crawly game. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just making the combat matter more mm-hmm. because in the original game, like you sometimes had enemies where you had to use special techniques to kill them. But for the most part, like the overwhelming majority of them was just slash it with your sword a couple times and it'll die. Mm-hmm. And so it would be nice to have it be like, no, you don't need to go like full Dark Souls, but just. Having the combat be a little bit more, you complex. know, complex. Yeah, that would mm-hmm. be that would be fun. I think. Yeah. But definitely, if you're gonna have multiple weapons, like you suggested, Elsa, mm-hmm. don't make it full Breath of the Wild where they break every five hits. Mm-hmm. That was so annoying. I like. I enjoyed what I've what I've played of Breath of the Wild. I enjoyed, but I gotta say the the fact that the weapons break so easily is like the number one thing that I dislike about that game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was not a that was not good. It was not fun. Um I understand what they were going for with that. It was just too it was too quick. 
it was too quick and it was very frustrating and like you'd kind of start to get used to a weapon and get to know it and then it would be broken and gone yeah and you might not find another one of those for a while yeah Mm -hmm. and so it was like why did i do why did i learn this (laughs) why did i even care about this weapon ever yeah (laughs) unless you're spoiled like me and you have all of the amiibos (laughs) 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 yeah same make it a little bit tighter um I I especially would love to have like a hot bar or an mm-hmm. items wheel because there uh, so much of that game is switching out inventory. Yeah, it takes up so much time. Like, a lot of time in that game is just open the menu, pick this item, move mm-hmm. it, and close the menu. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah. Yeah, and just make limit combat. how many times you have to go through that action. <laughs> yeah. That would be nice. Yeah, so just make combat smoother and um, movement smoother. So, like, the race where you win Epona mm-hmm. is ridiculous because of the controls and yeah. because of the limitations at the time. <laughs> oh, here's a way that I would change that, too. Uh, I would make it so you can only run the race once, and if you lose, then you don't get Epona that way. Uh. And you have to do an additional quest to get her. That would be fun. Oh, yeah. Steal her. You can't, like, I would make stealing her an option afterwards. Yes. Uh, or there could be some other redeeming thing you can do. Like, I would basically write in situations that make it so there isn't as much repeat gameplay. Yeah. Like, having nice. to go back and play the, the race over and over again. Yeah. Or, like, I would I would eliminate that. Uh-huh. I like how we were initially like, let's not change anything. Now we're like, <laughs> change anything. And now we're like, oh, yeah, what about this? Yeah, well, it's because if I want to play Ocarina of Time again, I can play Ocarina of Time again. Yeah. But if I wanted to play a remake where you kind of get to change some things. Do, do it, have a little bit of fun in the sandbox. Yeah. That is that I game. Get it. You know. mm-hmm. yeah. Really fast, Elsa, am uh-huh. I remembering this correctly? This is a small tangent. We can't stay on it too long. But one time, I swear, you ra- raced with a different horse. It wasn't Epona. And you got the horse. Yeah. And you left with the horse. Yeah. And, and then I regretted it. it for the rest uh-huh. of the game. Yeah. I mean, I played the rest of the game with it, but I was kind of sad. Looked, I've looked up stuff on the online about this, and I can't find any evidence of anyone else. I'm certain you did that. I know I did that, and I'm very confused about it because I have seen people say that it's impossible to do that. <laughs> like, I've, I've people have said that, and I was yeah. like, but I remember doing it. I remember you doing it, too. I remember you running around with that other horse Because I remember being, being like, sad, and I was like, Hona. I was like, I just wanted to see if I could, but now I have this other horse, <laughs> and I don't feel like it's as fast. Like it probably was. I, I was probably just my kid brain being disappointed that I'd made this yeah. choice. But like I, I remember doing that. I tried loading up our games to see if I could find the save file, and we must have overwritten it. Oh no, it. I overwrit. I o- I always overwrote my files because I didn't understand as a child that I shouldn't do that. Well, I I overwrote everything. There's only we've one. Get to that point I want to prove that it can be done. There's only I have one, distinct memories of you doing this. There's only one save file for me on there now, and it's yeah. my last game yeah, that I, I played. I loaded that one up hoping it was the one. It's not. And it wasn't. No. That, I, that was that was like only my second or third time beating or- Ocarina of Time. Yeah. I probably played that game like We got to do times. it again. <laughs> we got to do that again. Yes. I want to see this. I'm certain she did that. Uh-huh. I have clear I memories of it. I remember it. We were so confused. We were just like, oh, my God. 
I remember doing it, and I remember being really sad. (laughs) And then I read, like, years later, I read people who were like, you can't do that. And I was like, but... I did. <laughs> I think the way that you, I think that the reason why I seem to remember people saying that you couldn't do it because only Apana can jump high enough to get out of the place. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is I think you went and you jumped over the gate mm-hmm. instead. Yeah. And the horses, the other horses can jump over that. Yeah. That's awesome. I don't remember now, but I don't remember for sure. I, I don't remember but I have, how I, have, I did it. I just yeah. remember that I had that horse. I have vague memories of you not being able to jump over the wall, but being able to jump over the gate. Uh-huh. But I don't know. I don't know. We need to test this. Mm-hmm. This was a tangent. I'm sorry. I've been <laughs> meaning to talk to you about this for like seven years or something. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Right. So combat. We're agreed. Yes, we're yeah. agreed on combat. Now we're on to puzzles. Puzzles and, uh, yeah, I I mean, I basically have just made the same point like five points in a row. Yeah. <laughs> but again, we've got more uh, control options and that means more puzzle options because puzzles were interactive. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you can that's how you can change them and make yeah. it so it's not just exactly the same puzzles. I'm thinking like, like Tomb Raider style puzzles, like the way that they do the puzzles. You haven't played Rise of the Tomb Raider yet. Mm-mm. That one has some of the best puzzles. Mm-hmm. That one and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, those have really good puzzles. Doing something like that. Like, mm. The puzzles were the best part of the original, and you want to update them without changing them too much, but I feel like sort of taking those Tomb Raider puzzles as an inspiration, and maybe even some of the Uncharted ones too, mm. and using that, mm-hmm. that would be that would be really fun. Um, I think you can probably completely get rid of a couple of the painfully unfun ones. I think speaking specifically of some of the ones in Death Mountain, yeah. <laughs> like when you get the hammer. Uh. <laughs> oh, I hate that puzzle so yeah. much. <laughs> that one makes me furious. When I was playing it on that on an emulator on my phone, and I was trying to get that stupid hammer, doing that puzzle, like trying to walk along that little that little wall. I fell off so many times. Uh, yeah. It was such a pain. Yeah. I don't know if this is the same puzzle, but um, that spinning giant pot in, oh, inside yeah. of Death Mountain? You or inside throw, of the group? Yeah. You have uh, to throw the um, bombs in there? Three times. Yeah. So you have to do, throw three bombs in See, there. See, like, there's an example of something that they could just replace, like, yeah. whole cloth replace just that. completely replace it it's such a pain because like it's fine it's kind of fun even but only in the context of playing it on the nintendo 64 yeah. mm-hmm. if they put that it's not in a fun remake yeah i would be yeah. so pissed like when that was all we had it was fun but <laughs> yeah. these days it's just frustrating yeah it's not fun anymore it's just and stupid why isn't this smoother (laughs) (laughs) exactly those are the kind of ones that we can just do away with if you want it to be hard make it faster but please make it smooth yeah Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) one of the reasons i will never beat the first kingdom hearts because the jumping controls are so stupid they're so bad (laughs) they're so bad bad. (laughs) i've been replaying it and yeah they're (laughs) it's so frustrating (laughs) to get through the 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 vines in Mm. tarzan's world yeah and the stupid race that zach lied to me and told me i had to win to progress through the game and i didn't (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure that we've mentioned this, but um, our mom beat that for Lainey. That was so Aww. funny. I think it was her first try too. That's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She didn't know Lainey it was, was hard, and so she wasn't yeah. thinking of it as being yeah, hard. She was just like, oh, yeah, okay. Lainey was trying. She couldn't beat him over and over and over again. And she's like, oh, I, can't. <laughs> I hate not being able to beat him in the stupid race. And she's like, Mom, will you beat it for me? And Mom was like, Hey, where am I going? She's like, Just run to the star and back. And Mom just did it. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I love all the times in Lainey's life when she got frustrated by a video game. And then mom just like and then, schooled her. Yeah. All and she like didn't know what to do with her cancer energy about it. So she was like, my mom doesn't play video games. Surely she will take the controller from me and make me feel better about it by failing worse than me. Oh, no. And then so she, she gives the controller to mom her. and then mom automatically does whatever it is that Lainey was unable to do. It's really funny. It happens like that every time. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Especially like with Nancy Drew games. Anytime Lainey was like, I don't know how to solve this thing in Nancy Drew, mom would take it and immediately solve it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Unless it was the stupid drums or yes. the stupid um, bento boxes. Oh, yeah. Or the working in the diner. Yeah. Once mm -hmm. mom got frustrated and was like, I can't do this. And so she like gave me the controller to, to get through a game. And uh, then I did it. Yeah. immediately and it was really funny yeah <laughs> oh, one. sorry one quick story that has nothing to do with anything difficult controls um so one of my favorite games was indiana jones and the infernal machine for pc i watched you play that yeah yes. i watched you play that it's for a so bunch when we were little great but there there are parts of basically every level where there are giant tarantulas and they just come and they bite you. And even though I always had God mode on, I was always like really anxious when I knew the spiders were coming. Like I had it memorized. And one of the times I was just so not into it that I called my dad and I was like, dad, will you just press this button when the spiders come at you? Because it auto aims. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so he did it for me. I was like, hey, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I love that. So dumb. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> love that. Oh, man. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I'm. I'm just gonna agree with you guys on the puzzles. I don't have much to say on those, so I concur. Yeah. All right. So there is our like breakdown of the Zelda remake that we will begin work on immediately. Please fund our Kickstarter. Just kidding. That's none of that's happening. We do have There's a Patreon no now, though. <sighs> Stop mentioning the Patreon. There's nothing on it. We need to get something on it. I don't want to even mention that it exists until it's more than just a single page where it's like, please give us a dollar. <laughs> like, let's just pretend it's not there yet. All right. There needs to be posts or something. We got to figure out does our any, lives. Does anybody want to write a post? <laughs> No? Okay. <laughs> I don't understand Patreon. Either. We'll figure something out. Eventually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's great. Uh, what are we going to play next? Me? I'm going back to my backlog, baby. <laughs> I don't know why I just decided to randomly do um, a Brian David Gilbert impression right there. No, I guess I, I just it. missed Lainey. I think so. She does that Aww. all the time. She's constantly <laughs> imitating that boy. Mm. Yeah. She loves she him loves so him. much. <laughs> um, but no, I really am going to do my backlog. 
I, I'm, Good job. I don't think I'm going to start any new games except maybe Astro's Playroom because I did download it last night and then got tired. Um, Zach says it's really fun. He's playing it right now. Okay, good. <laughs> um, and I'm pro- but I'm probably mostly just going to work on the backlog. And yeah, Demon Souls because Demon Souls. I didn't mention Demon Souls last time for something I was going to play next because we actually, we probably should have mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. We didn't think we were getting our PS5s until December. Oh yeah, I totally forgot about that whole we story. We did not order them on time we ordered we them in the second thing yeah and it said it we were going to get them by november 30th and then surprise surprise a couple days before the 13th it charged our cards and then we got them on no it was the 12th was the 12th yeah it was like launch day. launch day whatever day launch day was yeah. we got them on that day yeah Work has been crazy. I don't know what day. Yeah, it said days. it was like it was like we're you're not gonna you're probably gonna get it like November thirtieth is what it said yeah. when we ordered it. And I was like, fine, December fifth, got it. Like that was yeah. what I was thinking in my brain because I was like, there's no way they're gonna get yeah. us these things on time. So I was like not expecting it that soon, and I didn't mm. really I, like I had other plans this month. She was gonna do I had a, oh. I had other plans this month. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just PS5. Slade plans. Basically, what happened? Yeah. It anyway. was a total shock, though, that they were that we were gonna get them on launch day. Yeah, it was the weirdest thing. We were just like, <laughs> "How is that possible?" Christmas came early. I know. <laughs> really though. Seriously, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what time any day is right now. Like, when all I we know is it's twenty twenty. But it was still Halloween. <laughs> Like, I'm so out of it right now. That's because I need, well, I put most of Halloween away yesterday. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty terrible at keeping up on holidays. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but yeah, I seriously thought it was Halloween when I saw those. I was just like, oh, Halloween's coming up. I want, ca- I want some candy corns. <laughs> those are probably like 10 years old. They're just, they're just for decoration. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to continue playing some Demon Souls. I'm going to try and p- focus on more Valhalla because I really want to get a good chunk of that done before Cyberpunk comes out and Ooh. consumes my life. <laughs> I assume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for that too. It's probably Jeez. safe to assume that. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll probably play more like of the other games I've been playing Miles Morales and I started the surge and you know it's just too many games to focus on right now I'm just gonna try and play as much of them as I possibly can so that when cyberpunk comes out hopefully I'll be able to focus mm. we'll see <laughs> remains to be seen yeah. what How about, about you, Aaron? you Aaron um vampire <laughs> Get a platinum it. Yeah, baby. You're determined yeah, to <laughs> determined to not eat anybody. So yeah. <laughs> you might be working on that for a while. Yeah. I'm playing higher playthrough for one trophy. <laughs> yeah. Is that the only one you have to get? No. Oh, no, okay. That, that's just the it's, pacifist run trophy. It's just oh, a okay. lot of focus. Yeah, it's a lot of focus. Yeah. yeah. And just slaughter everyone. You're being you such know, a sweet little well-behaved vampire. <laughs> it's I know it's hard sometimes to do those those runs where you're just going for one trophy. Sometimes it's it's very frustrating, but when you get it, it is a very rewarding feeling. Mm. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I'm also trying to decide <laughs> if I want to continue Persona 5 where I left off, which it's been probably over a year now. <laughs> so I've forgotten how to play. Um, so I, I might start like a new playthrough just to kind of as a refresher course but also it comes free on ps5 so i could wait and just start a new game on ps5 but also persona 5 royal looks really cool yeah. because it has the awesome new chick and so i'm like what do i do yeah, there's a new character, a new playable character on Persona 5. New playable character? Yes. Yep. And you have like a little a little base for the Phantom Thieves and new activities. Oh, speaking wait, of Wait, 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 wait. Meaning I wouldn't have to play as What's-His-Dude. I could play as someone else playable or just new, another character? Oh, just like another, part, oh, another like party companion. member. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I misunderstood. Oh, I thought you yeah. meant that I didn't have to be what's his bucket. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and I was like, he's cool and all, but no, like I'd rather be an awesome member. chick. Yeah. <laughs> um, by the way, my lovely friend who lives in Chicago and listens to this podcast went back and purposefully listened to the episodes when you were playing Persona 5 because she started a game Persona 5 <gasps> and she was sad that she didn't have anybody to talk about Aww. it because... Being a lawyer is really hard, you guys. No, uh, lawyers don't do fun things. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> she can talk to me about it anytime. And she can, if she can find the videos where Rob rants about it, those are always fun. Oh, I bet she'd he's, like those. I should send the them to her. the reason I started playing. I <laughs> honestly should send them to her. I bet she'd love that. Yeah. But yeah, so that was cute. She was like, I want to hear more about Persona 5. Aww. So I'm glad you mentioned it again. And yeah. if you do start your playthrough, I'm sure she'll like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Okay. All right. And then we're actually going to end on the question that is usually before the question we just answered. Because we usually talk about what we're playing next last. But to close today, since, you know, just since all of this PS5 stuff is, is it's a lot, and all <laughs> of this video game stuff is a lot, let's just talk briefly about the not video game things that we're obsessed with. So, Aaron, what not video game things are you obsessed with? <laughs> um, currently, I'm trying to find more vampire-related content. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> Twilight with do, Rift Tracks. <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Yes, what we do in the shadows it's and Twilight so with Rift Tracks. Good. It's all the vampire content you could ever want. What we do in the shadows is a bit naughty, but it <laughs> is a bit naughty. so <laughs> fun. It's so fun. I'm trying to remember nice. if there's any other vampire content. You know that show that there's a couple of seasons now. It was on Shudder for a hot second. It's a vampire and a witch that fall in love. And they're like, oh, my gosh, this is forbidden. And, like, the trailer makes it look like the freaking dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. I vaguely remember. But I've always – but, like, it's good actors. And I've always had this vague sense that, like, if I were to sit down and watch this show, I'd probably get really into it. Mm. But it does not know how to market to me. Because every time I see a trailer or an ad for this, I'm just like, nah. (laughs) <laughs> it's like so up my alley yeah. and I don't care about it like they need to fix those ads they're not good anyway I've, whatever that's called you'll probably like that because I'll probably like it too yeah <laughs> sounds great when they finally put out Vampire the Masquerade 2 mm-hmm. you can play that Ooh. yeah like that. it may be months away I 
it is <laughs> but it'll be fun nice if you're still into vampires at that time <laughs> you can also try playing the first one but it came out in like early 2000s and it's oh. a bit rough I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I read a really good vampire book recently. Oh, yeah? Oh, wait. No, you can't be a vampire what in that. What was that? I don't read much anymore. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listen to a lot of books on Audible. That's how I kind of do books now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm... I'd I'd be interested in a vampire novel. Um mostly like victorian but whatever i can get you kind of prefer a period yeah yeah i it's really hard to find good ones it is. so so many of them are just like really just not good yeah i don't know <laughs> just really not good yeah i mean it's one of the reasons why i think twilight got so popular yeah. is because there's like people are always people who like to read vampire literature are always sort of craving more of it and they want it to actually be good and that is just too, <laughs> too much, much to ask, ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so like twilight came along and you're like i'm a 17 year old girl and this is this really is decent, accessible right <laughs> yeah I, like, I freaking loved twilight the twilight books like i devoured oh, all of them same. <laughs> like they were exactly what i, I needed yeah. really loved the first one really hated the the second one because edward is not in it (laughs) and then i i i thought that the third one was pretty fun and then i never finished the fourth one really it's fine i got to the point where jacob imprinted on the baby and then i just kind of petered out and stopped you were like i'm gonna put this down (laughs) start the freak Cirque de Freak. Freak. Read the Cirque de Freak books. Those are good. Decent vampire stuff. That's Uh decent vampire stuff. Okay. I'm borrowing the entire (laughs) series from Elsa's friend. Um, Because I read a bunch of them when I was younger. um, And I never finished the series, but I loved it. Mm -hmm. It was good. It sounds like I didn't enjoy it because I never finished it. But no, I didn't finish it because I am really bad at reading. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I got about five books in and then I had trouble continuing to read because my brain is mush. I had to pay her $400 to read my book. (laughs) Yes, she did. Okay. And she will have to do it again for the next one. In fairness, she also did a text edit on it. So that was nice. (laughs) Editing. I'm good at editing because I notice grammatical errors like all the time. It's kind of a problem, though. I notice it when I'm listening to podcasts, like people speak, and I can't help but correct them. I just remembered I did read a really good vampire novel recently. Guys, George R. R. Martin, before he wrote Game of Thrones, wrote an excellent, excellent vampire novel. It's not, would that be Victorian? Okay, Mississippi River covered in steamboats. What time period is this? Maybe it is Victorian, General. but it's like yeah, American. I feel like it's, yeah. I'm so bad at time. The Victorian-ish. It's still Victorian, but it doesn't feel like it because it's so, it's so much Americana. Mm. So yeah, it's that time period and most of it takes place on a steamboat. And it is one of the best vampire novels I've ever read in my life. Hmm. George R.R. R. Martin wrote a great vampire novel, you guys. Dude. It's called Fever Dream and fever is spelled dumb. <laughs> <laughs> It's spelled F-E-V-R-E, Fever Dream. And it's George R. R. Martin. It's our boy. He uses a couple of lines from Game of Thrones. And 
it's funny because Game of Thrones doesn't exist yet. But like <laughs> you listen to this novel and you're just like, ah, it's good to write Game of Thrones. <laughs> and no, but it's it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's honestly one of the best vampire novels I've ever read. I enjoyed Sweet. it a lot. Awesome. Man knows how to write about vampires. And it is, uh, I think one of the things I like about it, there's not a lot of romance, mm-hmm. which I actually personally appreciate because it kind of gets more into like some of the themes of life and death rather than just everybody being horny all the time, <laughs> which is kind of, which is a bit distracting in other renditions of vampire stories. But there is a huge focus. It's not a vampire romance. It's a vampire but romance. Because there is a huge emphasis on the friendship between these two male characters. And you know me. I'm always looking for subtext. If they had wanted to bone each other, I would have been into it. But this is a case where it really does feel like a genuine friendship story. Mm-hmm. Like, it it feels like they're close like friends are close. And I thought that that was actually really magical and really nice. Mm-hmm. It's just guy love. It's, it really between is. Between two guys. It really is just guy love between two guys. <laughs> It doesn't Which have. Which brings me to my thing. It doesn't have that. It doesn't have that Dracula and Harper thing. It doesn't have that sort of obsessive um, thing that you get sometimes, where it's like, oh, maybe this is romantic. It really doesn't feel like that. It mm. it genuinely is like they're good friends, and they care about each other the way that friends care about each other, and I liked that because it was so different. Yeah, so wholesome. It was. <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. Well, I have been re-watching Scrubs and listening to Speaking of Guy Love. watch podcast. <laughs> yeah, Speaking of Guy Love. <laughs> and it's been a lot of fun. I forgot how much I loved Scrubs. You guys, I almost became a surgeon because of Scrubs. That's how much I loved Scrubs. Dang. And then I decided I didn't really want to stand all day. And I also <laughs> was afraid that I might kill someone. There's that. <laughs> But mostly the standing. It was a little of both. <laughs> <laughs> but like I was obsessed with Scrubs when I was little. Mm-hmm. And I'm getting like warm fuzzy feelings as I'm rewatching the show. Mm-hmm. And listening to the podcast is so fun. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they <laughs> barely talk about the episode. <laughs> it's like the funniest thing. They're just always like going off on tangents. But it's just such a fun thing. Like like I grew up watching this show. I grew up watching these guys. I had the biggest crush on Donald Faison when I was little. And so that has just <laughs> continued. Um, he he's Turk. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was in Clueless. He was Murray. Oh, yeah. And I thought Murray was the coolest. <laughs> I was like, I simultaneously wanted to be Murray and be with Murray. Yeah. as i also wanted to be Cher and be with Cher, i was very confused (laughs) but anyway so the scrubs rewatch podcast has been a lot of fun too Mm. bringing back my childhood big time Mm. i grew up on scrubs and i (sighs) you guys that was a great show (sighs) i also barely watched it and it makes me sad i was like I had, like, no one to talk what to about it. What are you talking about? I've seen literally every episode. You, like, never talked to me about it. Like, ever. Yeah, because I didn't think there was much to say. It's funny. <laughs> There's so much to say. Rewatching it, I realized, like, 
how deep that show is. It's right. It's really good. <laughs> okay, maybe. And it's, and it's one of the most medically accurate shows of all time. I really enjoyed it. It really um, is. I did watch every episode. I think maybe what you're sensing is that I was very frustrated by a lot of the stuff that they theme- seemed to think was at the heart of the show. Like, for example, Elliot and JD's relationship never could have possibly cared less in my entire life. Like, I okay. I did not care. There was so much attention on that. And I was just like, I think mm. you're remembering wrong because rewatching it, there's really not that much emphasis on it. In fact, whenever it came up, I was rolling my eyes <laughs> at the start. It was clear, like re- listening to this podcast, they've, they've, they've made it really clear. Bill Lawrence wasn't even planning for them to be together. He always wanted Turk and Carla to be the main couple. Well, Turk and Carla were great. Turk and Carla were the best. Yeah. And they were together. They they got together and they stayed together and they were fantastic. But he wasn't even planning to put uh, Elliot and JD together long term. He wanted them to hook up that one time and then break up and just never get back together. Mm-hmm. He wanted them to be the couple that just didn't work out. I don't know. Maybe. But then didn't... he changed his mind and then they got back together. I think my problem with it was that it didn't ever feel that way to me. It felt like every other show where they're like, let's make this couple on again, off again. See, the actual will they, won't they couple was supposed to be Dr. Cox and Jordan. Which their relationship Mm. actually did like. Yeah. Yeah. I thought thought they were interesting as like bitter exes who obviously still love each other. I Mm. thought that was kind of relationship. I think it's so interesting. I've never seen that sort of relationship done in a way where it made sense to me before. Like, yeah, I liked that. Yeah thought it was there was some they like i liked scrubs i did there was just things about it that frustrated me and it seemed and i remember i remember the ellie and jd stuff being like every season well there was yeah, always I mean, some always kind of an, about there it. was always some kind of an ellie and jd arc going on in the background continue and every time it was brought up i was just like ah, can we do something else isn't somebody else dying i <laughs> like, liked their relationship because i really liked elliot i thought she was really fun mm. jd is fine JD is a fun character, <laughs> but Elliot was always my favorite. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, and Turk was second favorite. I was kind of <laughs> partly because he, he was played by Donald Faison. <laughs> <laughs> Underwhelmed by it, I guess. <laughs> but he was great. Yeah, yeah. I, you know that I, I had fish. Uh, black and a white skirt tetra and i named him turk and jd you bring yeah. this up every episode i just love that i love my fish i miss jd he died like two years ago Aww. but turk is still going strong Yay. he's so cute <laughs> he likes me to set fire to things <laughs> interesting we have gotten into a strange subject <laughs> jensen has a pyro fish moving on <laughs> <laughs> Did Elsa go? Did Aaron go? Aaron oh, went. I don't, think, you talk about any, I don't think I've said anything. Elsa hasn't talked about it. Yeah. Um, not video game things. Has there been anything not video game? <laughs> I've really been doing a lot See, of See, I have to go souls. to work, so I have to have something <laughs> not video game. Well, yeah, I've been going to work, too, but I'm not going to tell you about the audits <laughs> I'm working on. I don't go to work by choice. <laughs> well, I mean, at work, <laughs> I listen to podcasts. That's why yeah, I say okay. I have to go to work. Okay, so yeah, I have to actually, to podcast. I I, uh, I watched um I watched some stuff while I was doing some busy work this last week. I watched Haunting of Bly Manor. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Really, 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 really liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to. I think overall, I feel like Haunting of Hill House is a better, more competently told story. But I think I pref- personally prefer Haunting of Bly Manor just mm. for personal Elsa reasons. Yeah. I really liked it. There was some stuff at the end that was kind of upsetting, but I mean, I think it's supposed to be, and at least it was effective. So whatever. Um, <laughs> it was there was some great stuff, but then uh, oh, and I also finally watched Midsummer, and I feel so stupid that I slept on oh, that yeah. movie for so long because I knew I was gonna like it, but I was worried that it was going to upset me even more than Hereditary. I didn't know it had to do with cults. Now I want to watch it. Yeah. <laughs> We, I love cult stuff. <laughs> I just remembered we had a long hereditary discussion on this podcast mm-hmm. in one of our earliest episodes. Oh, yeah. And I cut it because for for time. Like, oh, I just yeah. cut the... It was like 20 minutes long. Oh. <laughs> I'm not even surprised we talked about hereditary for many, 20 minutes. Yeah, I liked hereditary, basically. Um, but, <laughs> I, and I, but I hadn't seen Midsummer until just recently. Um, and I feel really dumb that I didn't go see this like while it was still in theaters and that I didn't just jump on this because I liked this so much more than Hereditary. Like I really liked Hereditary, but Midsummer, it's more a me film. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. It, it's one of those horror movies where like it's scary and it's got that, that dread there and it's got all that creepiness, but I just felt so uplifted. It's hard to explain. Like the movie ended and I was like, oh, that was good. I, I, get, I, I think I get it. <laughs> sometimes you get that with horror movies. Yeah. It depends on the like, ones, but sometimes when they're over, you're just like, I feel so good. It's like some of this post creepy euphoria where yeah. you were just like, that was just so well done. Yeah. And like, I, I love the environmental and the visual storytelling in both those movies, but I especially like it in Midsummer because Midsummer doesn't end with a weirdly out of place exposition dump. <laughs> yeah, Hereditary's ending was not great. <laughs> it was fine, but it was also uh, it was also a little bit like you know I just watched all this happen. You don't need to tell me again yeah. what's going on. Movie, <laughs> it's fine. You can just cut to credit. <laughs> but yeah, Midsummer was excellent. Yeah. Awesome. I need to see it. <laughs> cult movies. Cult yeah. movies. I've already watched a billion cult documentaries. I might as well cu- watch some cult movies, too. Yeah. I love learning cram, about cults. Just cram it all in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're super weird. <laughs> They're very strange. Yeah. Well, Aaron, would you like to take us out? On a date? <laughs> Both oh. of us? Right now? <laughs> I, th- I thought you meant with like a knife or something. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe after the date. <laughs> I mean, dinner first. This is getting morbid fast. Go ahead and uh, end the podcast for us yeah, later. Stop this <laughs> before it gets out of control. <laughs> well, your princess is not in this podcast. I know you're all shocked. She ran talking about killing each other with knives so she might be in the next one we'll see she might be too scared
thanks for listening. We'd love to hear from you. Your hopes, your dreams, your loves and fears. Message us at Princess and Pod on Instagram and Twitter or check out our YouTube channel, Princess and Another Video. You can also email us at princessandanotherpodcast at gmail.com and we'd love to hear from you. Take good care of your gamer hearts and souls.